Welcome to an episode of the Sports Genes Into the Lab podcast, where sports analysts and experts dissect the latest news from the NBA and NFL, giving you a unique view on some of the hottest topics around your favorite teams. From the fresh field smells of the NFL to the hardwood courts of the NBA and possibly your comfy couch for your fantasy football team. Let's see what kind of news the lab is working with today. Here's your host from the Sports Analytics Headquarters in San Antonio, Texas, Ernest Silva. All right, we are kicking off Into the Lab, episode 53, recording from the beautiful home studio in San Antonio, Texas. I am your host, your weekly host and favorite host, Ernest Silva. Find me at The Sport Gene on all social platforms. Excited to be joined. Today's episode should be short, sweet, and to the point. 40 minutes is what we always aim for, but of course, it's brought to you by the Blue Collar Media Group, where it's an up-and-coming sports media platform and all media platform you can find them on www.bluecollarmg.com but of course importantly this is brought to you also by a brand new sponsor of the show thrive fantasy www.thrivefantasy.com where you can place your sports bets on your favorite athletes and players across any sport imaginable go place your smart bets and thrive www.thrivefantasy.com today all right, so we're getting through that intro. August has started, so fantasy football has been in everybody's social media devices, everybody's phones, everybody's mind. It's on my mind. I've done uh, 24 mock drafts already. Yep, I'm crazy. Let's get your sports scientist introed. Cue the announcer and get the show started off right. From Bali, Indonesia, commissioner of the ITL Dynasty League, wrestling expert and beverage connoisseur, Twitter handle at Dre2124. Dre Rogers will be coming on shortly. And we'll go right into the next sports scientist from Winnipeg, the 2019 ITL NFL Pick'em champion, writer for Time Skewed and co-host of the podcast Frostbite Sports at the Phantom Jazzy, Miles Bloomquist. Oh, what's going on, everyone? Uh, it's been a long day. Uh, as many know, I will shortly be entering college, and I just found out that I could to spend the first four hours of my birthday doing class all day or sorry the first seven hours doing four classes so uh i mean i got cookies that's like the best part about today uh but i'm glad to be here <laughs> hey congrats miles really excited that you and davis are both starting college and we wish you the best of luck from pittsburgh lead hockey analyst and co-founder of the blue collar media group twitter handle at steel curtain peh the man with the most interesting name in the world just paul What's going on, Ernest? I was having a great day till I found out two things. One, we got three Canadians on here tonight. Two, the Cowboys and the Steelers were supposed to be playing in the Hall of Fame game today. So yep. my mood has instantly changed. Let's have a great show. It's supposed to be our second live podcast straight from the stands there with Pittsburgh versus Dallas. But unfortunately, we're here. Or fortunately for us, we get to have the good old boys, and we'll talk about them in just a second. Let's go to our next sports scientist from Regina, host of the Shooter Shoot podcast, former two-time winner of the ITL Home and Home NBA Trivia, at Shooters underscore pod, Kenny Cutterell. What's going on, guys? Uh, I've got two negative things as well. Uh, the first one is that we have four Americans on the show. That's oh just far God. too many. And uh, <laughs> second of all, 
Devin Booker really let me down today by only getting four rebounds when I had him as a prop bet to get five. So as much as I uh, would love to cheer for the Suns, screw those guys. Wow, there's some uh, some definite vinegar words right there. Very sour. From Saskatchewan, new man on the block in his second episode, the man behind the numbers of BCMG at Josh Elliott 9. Josh Elliott. Gentlemen, how we doing today? Uh, Ernest, you told us in the pre-show that you got 24 goddamn <laughs> off house. Holy I really shit. have. I've really done 15. I thought that was too many. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I'm ready to go here, boys, so let's get going. In one of my leagues, I found out what position I was. I've done at least 15 for that one. For the other one, I, I figured out which keepers I wanted. So I started predicting other keepers and went on sleeper and immediately started putting myself in every position. Yeah. I don't find that out till next week, and so I'm crazy. Last but go. not least, from Boston, the host of Slightly Biased and co-founder of the Blue Collar Media Group, you voted and named him your general, Los Angeles Browns' favorite son, Twitter handle at Reisner underscore Steven, the general Steve Reisner. We'll be on later, and I'll make sure you give him a round of applause as soon as he jumps in. Those are your network champion, ITL sports scientists, and yet we still have those unfamiliar faces on this screen. You're probably wondering, are they just jumping in there? Did they set their security right on their Zoom? No, we did. They're supposed to be here. That is the Good Old Boys Fantasy Football Podcast here from Denver, Colorado. You got to hear I was on their podcast this week. They are joining us for the Home and Home Trivia. But let me introduce you guys, Derek Dennington and Kevin Rhodes. Welcome, guys. How you doing? Glad to be here. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, thanks for having us. I think this is the first time I've talked to a Canadian since college. So this is actually really cool for me. I get to expand my boundaries. It's such an experience that we're having on ITL today. We're excited. There are some bragging rights on the line. If you've watched our trivia before, any guest podcast that comes on against ITL gets bragging rights, and we give you those bragging rights on social media all week. Last ones were MTMV Sports. Unfortunately, they lost. So good old boys, you got a chance to show us up tonight. And it's going to be in your forte. So we're excited to be going head-to-head with some fantasy football trivia. Stay tuned. That's our round two segment. Round one is going to be some NBA home team news. We're not going to be going over top news, but some home team news, as well as some lapser updates and some NFL debate. Right after that is the home and home trivia. And then we end with triple T's with Steve's. He will come up with some of your favorite laughs of the night. So stick with us. Let's hear the bell and start round one. Round one, league news and updates. All right, so round one underway. Let's talk about some laps or updates. Your BCMG stream team that will feature Davis, Reg, myself, and Alec will be going up in a tournament tomorrow starting at 8 p.m. Find us on twitch.tv slash the sport gene. You can watch us live. Cheer us on. It's four straight games, which is going to be a quick tournament. See if we can place in there and earn some money for the Blue Collar Media Group. If you're an official listener, you could become an official lapster today. Go to our Patreon. Just go patreon.com slash sport gene. Trust me, you put it in there, it'll show up anywhere, and you'll find us on there. Contribute, become a lapster, compete on these trivia segments, and maybe possibly earn an NBA jersey next week, which Paul will talk about later. But let's jump right into the NBA, and we're going to start off with some of the hottest teams that are that are making some noise in the bubble. Who's popped that bubble? Who's made the bubble splash? We're going to start in Toronto. Josh, talk to us about the Toronto Raptors. Well, after they beat the Lakers, they're starting to actually finally get some respect that they deserve. They get 
you never hear about the Raptors in the American media, but finally now on the first take, after that game on first take, they were finally talking about the Raptors and holy shit, they are a force to be reckoned with. They're going to be the team to beat in the East, and I, I truly believe it. They got some guys that are stepping up, like OG Ananobi, Ananobi who's able to finally play a one-on-one game. And that's lethal. Like, now that Kawhi's gone, like, they didn't have anybody kind of like that. They just were more of a pass-and-shoot kind of team. And now they got somebody that can kind of go one-on-one. They're a Siakam, but, I mean, they're both good. I think they are two guys that are going to be really big going forward. And, yeah, I don't know. Their defense is elite. I, I, don't, think, I don't see a team in the East that's going to get past them, defensively at least. Now, the big question going into the bubble was, who is that elite player in clutch minutes and playoff runs that's going to take over the game and be able to seal a bucket or two when you're needed? Has that question been answered for Toronto? Well, you got a guy right now like Van Fleet who's kind of stepped up. Um, His hand is so hot right now offensively that they do have a guy that if they need a bucket to, they can go towards him. Or Siakam if you need need a guy to drive to the middle. So, I mean – they got, they got the guys to step up and follow anybody else. Cool. Kenny, were you going to say something? It seemed like you were kind of hyped on the uh, Toronto train yourself. Oh, I've liked Toronto all year. I thought that they were going to be third in the East and their second, so they've even exceeded my expectations. But I think when it comes to the, to the final shot, I really have faith in Siakam or Lowry. I think it's great that you have two all-star caliber players on that team and their depth alone and the fact that they're battle tested. I mean, they're going to be a tough out for any team. And I don't think that they get the credit that they they deserve, like Josh said. So I'm all in on Toronto as well. Wonderful. Let's stay in the East. Let's go over to Boston. And I know Steve's not here yet, but that's okay. We have Miles on the call. And Miles, what's the news with Boston here in the bubble? I've heard mixed reviews on the roller coaster season in the bubble. Yeah, definitely mixed reviews. Obviously, Putting up against the Bucks was always going to be a tough challenge of not having Jason Tatum playing at 100% like he should be. Uh, that led to that loss. I mean, had that game been ran more by Kemba Walker, even though he was on a minutes restriction, or Marcus Smart, could have been a different story. I think that was a little bit of bad coaching on Brad Stevens' part. You shouldn't really be giving Tatum the ball when he's cold, but man, did he come back in a big way against the Blazers. I think he scored about 35 points. Jalen Brown also dropped 31 that game. Uh, it ended up being a close game, but they still won. Uh, then they, I forget, or they lost the Heat after, I believe. Um, and then they came out and beat the Nets. So definitely a lot of mixed reviews here. We're losing to teams that are very competitive teams. We're probably at the face in the playoffs, like the Bucks and the Heat, if we want to get uh, to the NBA Finals. But it's good to see that we can romp on teams like Portland, like the Nets. So there's not any real worry about the teams that could upset us. Like, you know, I think in the first round, Boston will be pretty – secure with whoever they have to play but definitely getting to that second and the the finals in the east it could be a struggle if they even can make it to the finals of the east if they can't beat a team like the heat um i I don't think they could win a series against someone like the bucks if they're not playing at 100 percent. so it's going to be all about getting that consistency back especially with tam getting kemba back to full minutes i think that's going to be huge um it's just you know it's the first eight games and these guys haven't played in months you know kemba's banged up uh, Tatum was cold, so it's going to be all about getting those guys healthy, getting them ready to play for the playoffs, and hopefully they come out and just start off hot against a, a you know a lesser team per se, and then that way they'll have a lot of confidence going into round two. 
And another question for that East team was the health of Kimba Walker, but seeing him playing his limited minutes, he looks great. Is there a reason why they're being so cautious with how many minutes he's playing early on? Well, I mean, he did have surgery kind of late in terms of, you know, there was an uncertainty about whether a season would happen or not. So he just went out and had it. Um, I don't think there's a lot of uh, concerns. I mean, Ennis Cantor came out and said, uh, like, this guy's going to be 100% good to go. I mean, these games technically matter, but not really to Boston. I mean, they can win enough to keep that seating that they have. So they're probably just putting these minutes restriction on to get Kemba back into a groove, but also not strain out his knee too much, not put too much strain on himself because he doesn't have to be the number one guy. You want Tatum to be the number one guy, and you want Brown to be the number two. So Kemba can take a bit of a backseat here and just plays a distributor. So I think that's the kind of groove they want to get him into. And then also so that way he can rest that knee up and then go 100% all the way for the playoffs. Perfect. Let's switch over to the West. Let's switch gears. I'm going to bring Paul in for this discussion. One of the most surprised and upbeat teams right now, the Phoenix Suns, 4-0 in the bubble. Talk to us, Paul. Yeah, first time since, like, uh, what was it, 98 they had a four-game win streak. Um, I've seen that on there. They're only uh, two games out of the eighth spot. Uh, they beat the Pacers, the Clips, the Mavs, I mean, the Wizards. But, I mean, the, the Clips game with the buzzer beater by uh, Booker was amazing. Um, today, Booker had 20 and 10. Aiden had 23, 10 and 4. You know, so that's kind of working out for them. Uh, but we were talking at the beginning of the show. They pretty much have to sweep these last four games, and it's a, it's a gauntlet. I mean, they have the Heat, the Thunder the Sixers and the Mavs to end it. So I really can't see them going 4-0 to gain those two spots. 2-2 two and two pretty much puts them out. 3-1, um, and one, they'll probably need a ton of help, what would you say, from the, from the Spurs and the Trailblazers? Yep. Um, but it's just nice to see. I mean, they're an up-and-coming team, but they're just not ready yet. Um, they probably still need another piece. Um, but they've had some guys step up, too. Uh, that was Cam Johnson. Is that his name, Cam Johnson? Yeah, he's he's had a double double uh, the last couple of games. Like so, um, I, it's a good story. It, it, it you know it's one of those teams that shouldn't have been there, and now they're there and they're having fun with it. And, you know, winning some close games, and I, I hope that they still continue this out and make it at least a little bit interesting for that eight seed, considering the Pels just bailed on us. So don't forget yeah. that. Um... To start the bubble, the Suns were six games back. Memphis has been doing very poorly, and now the Suns are only two and a half games back of that eighth seed right now yep. with four more games to go. So it's not even, like, a joke anymore. Like, the Suns could really actually punch it in here. So Memphis has to step their shit up, or the Suns have to start playing with the Suns again because right now they're playing more like the freaking Mavericks than anything. Yep. I think I think it's more of a sunrise to start the bubble, but Kenny thinks it's a sunset coming up. So Kenny, talk to us a little bit about your predictions before we switch over to the main, your main team, the Lakers. Yeah, I don't think that they're going to win a game the rest of this stretch. I mean, as we Last said, time you said about a team they won. It's it's a, <laughs> it's a gauntlet. It's a gauntlet. You're going to beat the Heat, the Thunder, the 76ers, or the Mavs. They could maybe beat the 76ers because they are such a mess right now. But outside of that, I don't really see them winning any of those games. Like Booker's been great. Aiton's been great. I'm glad that Cam Johnson finally stepped up because I infamously said that he was going to be the steal of the draft. And it wasn't looking that way for a very long time. 
So uh, I'm glad to see him finally stepping up. But I, I just don't see them winning any more games after this. Like, it's great that they picked up some wins against the Clippers and such, but they started the year eight and five and then really petered off after that. So we've seen it before from them. Awesome. And, and good old boys, if you guys have anything to add on the NBA side, you guys just let us know and you just chime right in. I don't want you guys to feel like you have to stay silent because uh, I'm sure everybody has opinions on the next team because Kenny is going to talk about those Los Angeles Lakers or somewhat of what that team looks like in the bubble. Talk to us, Kenny. What, what's going on with the Lakers? I mean, they look okay. They're two and two. They beat the Clippers and Jazz, lost to the Raptors and Thunders. So they've played all playoff teams so far. That Clippers game, though, they were without Lou Williams and Montrez Harrell. So I'm not going to look too much into them uh, winning that game, even though Kawhi and Paul George played well. It was good to see that Kuzma had a solid outing there as well. The Raptors and their true coach of the year, since he should have won coach of the year this year, uh, he held the Lakers to 35% shooting in that game. So that's just tip of the cap to them for playing some phenomenal defense. And LeBron and AD really struggled in that one. And then AD showed out against the Jazz. He was like 42-12. and 12. LeBron was a near triple-double. I mean, when those two are that on, then they're going to be really tough to beat. And then, I mean, the Thunder just smacked the Lakers last night. Like, OKC led the entire way. Chris Paul just controlled the game. They didn't even have Schroeder, and the Lakers were never really in it. So, overall, I, I'm just still concerned about whether or not they can defend teams with good guards. That's why last week I said I thought if Houston and the Lakers met up, that they would give them fits because they can't defend the point guard position right now. And they're not going to be getting it from even guys on the bench like Dion Waiters is not a defender. So uh, as much as it was great to see him finding his groove offensively, this is a team that they struggle to, to guard quick teams. Like you look, they beat Beverly and Conley and they lost to Lowry and Paul. So it goes to show that defending the point guard position is an issue for them. So I expect them to lose tonight against Houston, especially now with LeBron being out for tonight's game. And uh, I had hoped that they were going to go six and two, but it's looking like they're going to lose a few more. They've locked off the first seed though, either way. Yeah. I think Westbrook is out for tonight as well. So that, that might be more of a coin flip anyways. So um, I don't think either team's taking that game too serious other than the role players. The question I have for the Lakers, though, are the three other starters than LeBron and AD. They seem to be very lackluster to start the bubble. Uh, is that any concern for the Lakers going into the rest of this? Or do you give them heavy minutes to get into a groove, or do you back them off as well minute-wise? I think it – honestly, there are other starters. Like, Danny Green, I think, is going to figure it out. Like, he's best when he's in the playoffs anyways. He kind of just, like, coasts through the regular season. So I'm not going to put too much weight in his play. Contavious Caldwell-Pope, he's more of a defender. He's not as much of a scorer for them. So I'm not too worried about him. JaVale McGee, I mean, he's just – he's fun to watch play because he'll have a crazy highlight and then he'll look like he can't even walk. He looks like he's got two left feet. So – uh, I'm not going to put too much weight in the rest of their starters. Everyone knows the Lakers. It runs through LeBron and AD. If they're both on, they're going to be very tough to beat. If one of them's struggling, then they're going to have issues, especially now that they don't have Rondo and Bradley. Yeah, playoff Danny Green, right? It's more like Danny Threen when you get into the playoffs, right? Oh, he makes those clutch threes. All right, that's, that didn't hit. Okay, so uh, let's talk about uh, the Houston Rockets, which will be the last team we cover NBA, and then we'll go football. But the Houston Rockets started off really hot, 2-0 and against the Mavericks and the and uh, the uh, wow, the Bucks, And that was a big game. Um, 61 three-pointers 
worst shot against the Mavericks and at, at a, a, a decent clip of 34%. And, and then they outshot the, the Milwaukee Bucks as well, where Giannis was outshone by the beard and by Brody, really. Um, big time on the defensive end. I don't know. I've never seen James Harden play defense as much as he has in the bubble. I wish the bubble was always happening so we could see James Harden being a two-way player. Um, but the worry for Houston was that Eric Gordon not being in the starting lineup would, will hurt. And against the Blazers, it hurt not having that option as Harden drew his fifth foul at the seven-minute mark in the third quarter. So he was basically gone for a quarter, and you didn't, you couldn't see the Rockets catching up when you have no James Harden for, James Harden for a quarter. And that's what hurts is when that rotation slips because Mike D'Antoni only plays eight players and then you have a shortened bench. So Eric Gordon is, is very clutch for the Rockets. If you need another ball handler and James Harden playing defense draws or gets those foul calls, um, that becomes a problem. Houston, though, astonishingly looks better than they did in the regular season now. Um, I got to think the time made them healthier and the time made their rotations click and Westbrook and Harden on a warpath. I'd like to see Harden take over tonight and cinch a game that they're supposed to. Um, if he drops 40, 10, and 5, I'd be happy with a win, and, and he played 30 minutes. So we'll have to see about those Rockets. Too early to tell um, on those rotations, and I'm not. And usually I would be going off on a tangent, but I'm not going to today. I'd rather talk some football with the guys we have on. So that'll end our home team analysis there. Um, let me ask this last question before I switch it, though. Any, anything from the first week of NBA basketball has changed your opinion about a team? I'll start with you, Josh. Well, obviously the Phoenix Suns, that was just kind of a surprise, but they have a lot of work to do to get back, like everybody said. Um, <clears throat> yeah, no, I'm going to leave it at that. Uh, I Honestly, I'll give you this. The, the Raps have surprised me a little bit. I was expecting them to lose to the Lakers the other night, and they've gone past them. So uh, hopefully they continue it. So, Miles, any team change your opinion about them and their chances in the NBA bubble? The Bucks aren't legit, and they're not going to make it past the second round. Well, I had them probably losing to the two, whoever came out of that four or five seed anyways. Paul, what about you? You're on mute. <laughs> and this fucking mute button. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, the Raptors. I mean, honestly, um, just watching them schematically take apart teams. Um, if Nick Nurse can do that. Um, the way Boston has kind of struggled right now, um, they're definitely right there. And I, the, the Bucks have a, some problems going on too. So, yeah, definitely the Raptors. Kenny. The Thunder kind of changed my opinion, I guess, because I wasn't really giving them a lot of hope to even win a playoff series. But the way that they've been playing, I really like their depth. I think Chris Paul is back to being the superstar that he was years ago, the way that he's been playing this year. The way that they match up with Utah, and or if they slip to the six, they get Denver. I could really see them shocking either one of those teams. So I'd go the Thunder. Awesome. And uh, I'm just going to say I, I wasn't really high on Houston's chances, but now I'm very high on Houston's chances. So that's my – Yeah, you haven't been beating their drum all year or anything. That, that's right? my like, pick right there. Let's end on shocker. that note <laughs> and move on to the NFL. Well, if you're following along, you hear this segment because we got fantasy football experts and you've got us. And so we are here to give you our top three quarterback wide receiver duos or projected uh, – top three wide receiver quarterback duos for 2020. I'm going to start off with good old boys and Derek. Derek, talk to us. Who would be your top three quarterback wide receiver duos for 2020 in fantasy? 
I'm going to take the easy one just right out the gate. Matt Ryan, Julio Jones. Uh, Right now, I think I've got Julio projected to be the number three finish wide receiver overall. It's an even year. You're going to see Matt Ryan just go crazy like he always does. It's also the second year in a dirt cutter offense. And Matt Ryan always typically uh, thrives under that second year. So I could see very big things coming out of Atlanta on that offensive side of the ball. The defense still is going to struggle a little bit. So you'll see see them getting a little bit of shootouts and, and having to play that. So... Take the uh, take the easy one right there. Can we have Derek on the show more often, please? <laughs> I like the way he talks. <laughs> of course you do. And, and Derek, if you don't know, Miles is the resident Falcons enthusiast and analyst, so you can understand that big smile on his face. So that's 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 one of your top three there for Derek. Uh, well, what about what about the other two? Staying with me. Yeah. All right. Well, and Miles, uh, just to kind of follow up on that, you'll actually really appreciate one of the uh, drafts that the good old boys is in on an industry draft. We uh, ended up stacking both Julio and Matt Ryan in that draft. So I can't (laughs) complain there. Cannot complain there at all. Let me, let me put this on the gallery view. You can see Miles. Miles, why don't you give that again? Yeah, that's all thumbs up. He's all, look at this smile. I haven't seen Miles smile like that in forever. That's awesome. (laughs) Uh, another big one that I am a big fan of this year is the uh, Matt Stafford and the Kenny Galladay stack there as well. Um, Kenny Galladay, he had that coming out party, really had that breakout and really showed that he is a legit wide receiver one in this league. And Matt Ryan was on a tear last year, right up until he got injured. So look for Matt Stafford to be healthy. Look for Kenny Galladay to, uh, to improve and progress even more this year. And that's that's one that I see both of those guys having very big finishes and one of those guys that you can get both of them in your fantasy drafts as a, as a value piece. Matt Stafford's a late-round quarterback. You've got Kenny Galladay that a lot of times you can pick up as your second, maybe third wide receiver, just depending upon how you draft and how you go through that. Uh, but he's a guy that, that a lot of times you can be looking for in like the fourth round. So moving on to kind of that third QB stack. And yeah, one that, that I, I saw us do a lot of really good things last year was um, A.J. Brown, Ryan Tannehill. That's one that I, I really kind of like that combination there. Uh, they've got the offense built and a defense built that they can ground and pound, really grind games out, win you know, ugly football games if they've got to because that defense is pretty stout. But the fact that you've got to play so many people in the box in order to contain Derrick Henry opens up those wide open shots for AJ Brown down the, down the field. And that's one that I can see him doing some very big things uh, this year, progressing into that second year. And when you saw him break out in the back half of last year, the guy has, has got a lot of talent and it's one in which he can also go through and get a lot of yards after catch. Cause he's a tough guy to bring down. Awesome. So those those are your top three and an honorable mention there as well. I'm going to go over to you, Miles, next. I'm going to mix it up here and go good old boys, ITL, good old boys. So, Kevin, you be ready. Miles, you're up next. Who's your top three stacks? I'll start with one you should avoid. And I'm not even trying to do some Saints under here. There's actually some legit reasoning behind this. But I'm going to avoid the Drew Brees-Michael Thomas duo just because I think it's not going to be a duo anymore. You add Emmanuel Sanders there. Ah. Emmanuel Sanders immediately takes away targets from Michael Thomas. 
Uh, I mean, guys like Jared Cook last year, but I'm more big on Adam Troutman and what he can bring to that offense this year. I think that takes away not a lot of targets, but definitely takes away a little bit. But the big question mark here is how many targets can Alvin Kamara get? We know Kamara is a big threat in the receiving game. He wasn't really as much last year, but he wasn't really that much of a threat at all last year. He had a really down year. So obviously the expectation is that he rebounds pretty hard this year. And if that is what's going to happen, then he's going to also rebound in the receiving game. So I just think that with the addition of Troutman, with the addition of Sanders, with hopefully having a comeback season from Kamara, a lot of targets are going to get taken away from Thomas. So I don't think that's really much a duo anymore. You're not going to see Thomas get 150 catches or whatever the hell he had. It's going to get reduced a lot. So in PPR, that might be a bit of an effect, but more in standard, he's not going to get as many opportunities to get a lot of big plays. So I would avoid that duo. Uh, my three to go with, obviously, number one, Matt Ryan, Julio. That's a pretty easy one for fantasy. Julio is always really good. He never – I mean, we know Julio doesn't really score touchdowns, but, I mean, if you're getting 120 yards a game and you somehow get a touchdown and you get, like, eight catches in PPR, that's a lot of points. Uh, and, obviously, I mean, I talked about this on Kenny's show a few weeks ago. Um, getting Matt Ryan is always a consistent quarterback. He's not going to let you down. He might not exceed expectations, but he's always going to get those, you know, 15, 19, 18, 20 games. And that's always great for fantasy. Uh, my number two, and this is going to be a bit of a sleeper, Roethlisberger and Juju, because Roethlisberger's back. He's fully healthy. Tomlin said he loved what he saw from Roethlisberger recently. Juju had such a terrible year last year that no one is going to even, I mean, he's obviously going high in terms of ADP, but you could probably get a steal for him and what he's going to end up producing this year with Roethlisberger throwing to him and, uh, you know, kind of being in that second year as a wide receiver one, obviously get to step into that more of a leadership role with Antonio Brown leaving and uh, kind of take over that spot being the main target. So now that he'll have the time to be settled in there, Roethlisberger's back. It's going to be a great year for those two. And uh, my number three, uh, probably going to have to go with uh, Matt's Go with Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins. I think that, that that year one, that'll be a great connection. Kyler Murray, year two, uh, he's going to go off. We know Kyler Murray can scramble, but he had to scramble a lot last year because he had to throw to, you know, 39-year-old Larry Fitzgerald who can't quite do what he used to do. Christian Kirk was inconsistent. Um, and I don't even know where the hell the rest of their wide receiver core is. They fucking disappeared by week five. So uh, getting a guy like DeAndre Hopkins, that's going to be his number one guy. He's going to be the go-to guy in third down. He's going to be the go-to guy on long-range targets. Um, Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, and their first year together is going to be a freaking boom pickup. Awesome. Awesome. Great diversity of selections here on the show so far. I'm going over to Kevin. Kevin's going to wow us with his top three. I can feel it already. Well, I got three others than the six that have been laid (laughs) off already. We are going to have some diversity. The first one, it it is Drew Brees and Michael Thomas. It absolutely is. It is a singular man show. Emmanuel Sanders is there for a relief valve. Yes, Alvin Kamara will get his touches, but you know Alvin Kamara is good for? 81 catches. Look, 81, 81, 81. Just pencil that in. Alvin Kamara is going to have 81. Guess what? So Michael Thomas's targets do drop, right? They go from 185 targets to, let's say, 167. So you're taking about a game, game and a half worth of targets out. I think his receptions dropped from a 149 to somewhere around that 137, 135 mark. You're still getting nine touchdowns. You're still getting 1,600 yards-ish. There is absolutely nothing wrong with that combo. Matt Ryan and Julio are great. 
but until someone dethrones Drew Brees and the best wide receiver in the NFL, they are the top stack to have. Uh, my second stack is Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. Why? Because there's no one else on the freaking Packers to catch the football. It is simple <laughs> enough. Devontae Adams had a bit of a down year last year. He was dinged up a little bit with the turf toe, caused him to, to miss some games. But as soon as he was back and healthy, Devontae Adams put on a little tear towards the end of the season. So he, he absolutely – he's Aaron Rodgers' security blanket. He likes um, – Devont, Aaron likes Devontae on when he gets the defense to jump off, right? It's Devontae go. Like, they, they know that play. They run that in practice. The defense jumps off sides. They want the free play, and it always goes to Adams. Every once in a while, they tried to hit Valdez Scantling down the sideline, and he does what he does all the time. He drops the damn ball. So that's my second one. And then my, my third one is, is a little bit of a – it's a slight homer pick, but I'm going to have some logic behind this. It's going to be Drew Locke and Cortland Sutton. Um, a lot of it's because of the value that you can get these guys at. You're not paying a premium for either one of those guys. You're able to pick up Cortland Sutton in the fifth round. You're able to pick up Drew Locke somewhere around the 10th. He's been creeping up draft boards, but you can still get him in that ninth or 10th. So you're not paying premiums for that stack. And don't let the Jerry Judy hype fool you this season. All these rookies are going to fall flat on their face. They haven't had OTAs. They haven't had rookie minicamp. They haven't had practices, padded scrimmages, preseason games. They're trying to digest a playbook through Madden, basically. And then they're going to step out and play in the NFL. So you stick with the sure thing. Uh, Locke and Sutton showed that chemistry last year when Locke stepped into the starting role and, and the Broncos balled out for Drew Locke. Cortland Sutton was laying out for passes. His routes looked crisp. All of a sudden, just, just a little bit more refined. Uh, he was breaking away. But th that is a stack that everyone just keep your eye on. It may not be top three in the NFL by the time it's said and done with, but the value for where you get those guys in a draft or in a daily type setup, that's the stack that could can lead you to success. Don't ever yeah. disrespect Jerry Judy ever again, <laughs> or I swear to God, I will find you. <laughs> Buddy, I live here, man. I go to Broncos games damn near for a living. It ain't that, that I don't like Jerry Judy. It's that I don't like Jerry Judy this season. Yep. Yeah. Not going to eat into it this year. Next year, yes. I agree with the rookie take. I think it's, it's hard to give any rookie that high ceiling given the short time they're going to have this offseason to run anything with their team, except for CeeDee Lamb, definitely wide receiver one. All right, Josh Elliott, let's go over to you and talk about what your top three Wide receiver quarterback duos are. Well, I'm. I'll let you know this. I'm a little new to the the fantasy NFL game, but I'm surprised a duo got kind of overlooked here. And obviously, they're tough to get on uh, both of them on your same team. But Tyreek Hill as well, and as well as Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Tyreek Hill, if he was able to get two more, three more catches per game, like he only averages like seven and a half catches a game. I'm pretty sure, but. I mean, we know what Patty, Patty Mahomes is going to be with Tyreek Hill there. Like, I mean, that's probably one of the best duos, but obviously you can't get them both on your squad. One that I would, I think is also getting overlooked is uh, Tyler Lockett and Russell Wilson. Uh, Russell, obviously there's DK Metcalf there. So he might take away some, some possessions there, but I mean, Russell Wilson's one of the best uh playmaking QBs out there with Tyler Lockett. He's looking really fast and really good lately. I, that's another one I would go with. 
after that, I mean, yeah, Julio Jones, Matt Ryan, like that, those are just, those are just obvious. Right. So yeah, those are my top three. I'm new to the game a little bit. So sorry if I kind of picked the wrong pick there, but I, no, you're, yeah. you're fine. We, we broke down Tyreek Hill on the good old boy. So it's funny. We were just oh, talking okay. about this. Yeah. Um, so there's some strong opinions on why that doesn't oh, really, no. that doesn't really work when you get, you know, Tyreek Hill up at the one, two level. It's not really a guarantee you're going to get that oh, production. Yeah. Well, let, especially, let, especially since Travis Kelsey's the number one receiver right. in Kansas City. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, let's keep let's keep the rhythm going here with American Canadian. Let's go to Paul. And Paul, what are your top three uh quarterback wide receiver stacks? I'm right with Kevin. I mean, Breeze and Thomas. Like he said, yes, there's gonna be a little bit of back. I mean, just when you set records the next year, you're, there's gonna be a little bit back with him. But the guy runs a slant route. Everybody in the NFL knows he runs a slant route. And Drew Brees throws him open every time. So, like, let's just be real about this. He's going to get 130, 15, 1,600, and nine touchdowns. That's what he's going to get. And Brees on the other side is going to put up 4,500 and 35, 37 touchdowns, somewhere in there. So, that's why I like that. I'm also with him with Rodgers and Adams. Because, like he said, there's absolutely no one to throw the fucking football. Their their second one is, <laughs> is, is a walk on. You know what I mean? Like he's bagging fucking groceries. Um, you know, I, Jones. That'll be interesting. The the, I, uh, you know, the play calling too, might be a little bit, uh, you know, not in your favor. But I feel like. All this news is just going to make Aaron Rodgers play with the chip on his shoulder, and he's going to have a monster this year. That's what I feel like. And then Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, obviously, they're going to – Ryan's just steady, and Julio's just going to put up his numbers. Um, a couple outside that I that I like is Dak and Amari. They're going to put up – they're going to put up – they're going to put up numbers. Every home and, game. Yeah, and you, you know what I mean? Like, and you can, you can get them late, and you can get them, you know – together um and also if you want to take a flyer i'm a steelers fan but baker obj if you want to take a flyer it's got to work this year or it's done so that's another one you could grab and you know possibly stack late you know i think you have the right quarterback with Dak, but you have the wrong receiver it ain't amari it's going to be michael gallup (laughs) i'm Amari, I mean, all Amari three receivers are crossing a thousand mark. So oh, I mean, get out of here. <laughs> I mean, that's what they, they said that's what the plan the is. Best receiving numbers on the Dallas Cowboys by the time the season's over. Okay. Well, I don't, I don't know if I believe it. And I'm a Cowboys fan, but I'm going to go with that. I do believe all three cross a thousand mark. We no bets on the show yet, but I, I do believe that might happen with no Jason Witten. Uh, lot, lots of receiving targets going somewhere else. Kenny. You're shaking your head, but I know you're a Cowboys fan at heart. What are your top three? Okay, quickly, Lamb at best is getting 700, 800 yards. There's no way that he's crossing 1,000. Like, let's just cross that out. You're not having three receivers cross 1,000 yards. Um, my honorable mention, strictly from a value perspective, is Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. I think Allen's value of being able to get him around round eight or nine, you can get Diggs around round six. It's, it's a solid stack because he didn't really have a number one receiver last year as much as I love John Brown. Uh, so that would be like an honorable mention. Number one is obviously Matt Ryan, Julio Jones. I mean, 
I really like Matt Ryan as a fantasy option, especially where you can draft him. And I mean, Julio is still Julio, so he's gonna he's gonna get you a ton of catches, especially in PPR. Number two would be Murray and D Hop. I really love those guys. I think part of the issue for D Hop in uh, in Houston was that there wasn't a lot around him, especially since Fuller was down all the time. So he was really getting overcovered by a lot of defenses. And I don't think you can do that with Arizona when you've got guys like Drake, Fitz, Christian Kirk, like it's a pretty good offense there. So I think Murray and D-Hop is good value. And then number three, Devontae and Rodgers. I mean, as you guys said, there's no one else there. Like it's, it's basically just those guys. Adams, if you can get them late second, Rodgers is looking like he's around rounds seven or eight. Like, I think that that's great value for that duo. So those would be my top three. Awesome. Awesome. I don't think I have a debate with any of these. I'm going to go ahead and throw some other ones in there just to make it a little bit more interesting and might as well have the debate they're not there. Um, let, I do agree. So my number one overall Rogers Adams, uh, although I'm not really big about Aaron Rodgers this year, there's just nowhere else to throw and they're going to be coming from behind from a lot of games. Uh, again, my own foreshadowing, but I do expect that duo to be top all, all year long. Um, the second one I thought was going to be a shocker, but it ends up being, uh, uh, Drew, Drew Locke and, and Cortland Sutton. That was going to be my shocker pick, but Kevin beat me right to it. I mean, I was going to be like, whoa, no way he's going to say that. Yes, I absolutely I think you can get Drew Locke almost in the 10th, 11th round in some leagues. And Sutton is, is almost considered in some places a wide receiver three where it looks like where he's getting drafted. So it's crazy that you would think you can get him at that value, but it's the truth. So um, I think that's going to be the shocker value pick of, of this year. I think Locke takes that step up. Sutton gets, gets the, those great numbers and, and you're all of a sudden you're, you're, beating everybody in fantasy almost like how I told everybody last year to grab Joe Mixon at the halfway point trust me to win your league and nobody listened to me but I did it for myself and I won all my leagues but we won't talk about that I want to give my third option value pick here Foles and Robinson up in Chicago now same logic there's nobody else to really throw to Robinson had a stellar year last year with a non-quarterback and I do think Foles gets that starting job so where is he going to be throwing to it's going to be Robinson Robinson is going to have big numbers um, if you grab Foles, he's also going to have, what, 11 tight ends to throw to as well. So the, the options are going to be there around the line. Um, and he has, he has two stellar backs. So if everything works out in Chicago like they think, where they're going to have a steady offensive production and an elite defense, there could be things happening in Chicago this year that should have been happening last year. So we will see that one as well. Of course, my honorable mentions are two, one, any Dallas Cowboy receiver and Dak Prescott, trust me, it's worth the stack. Just stack them. And then number two is going to be Tom Brady and any defensive back he plays. Guarantee you that's a good solid one-two option. Hi, Steve. All right. So we are going to move on from no, the hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> How many picks do you think Tom Brady's going to throw this year? 21 this year. Get out of here. Tom Brady won't have over eight. Tom Brady quarterback two. Oh, my gracious. We yep, might have right, to take this off air. This might right, take a little while. Right under Carson Wentz. He's going to be at that quarterback 12 spot. Man, uh, Carson Wentz hopefully will be just on the freaking hospital's fucking roster by the time he's done. Fuck oh, here we go. Sorry, Kevin. I didn't mean to open the can of worms here. Don't I'll, I'll, I'll back off here. But we got two live action characters coming onto the show. Dre <laughs> showing off his aquamarine shirt he is hyped up for our sponsors what's up dre yo 
I I got right on time. I heard I heard you talking about Brady being QB two, and then I saw Steve. So <laughs> I made it right on time. <laughs> I saw Steve and I saw Steve logging in, so I had to tr- throw that Tom Brady uh, slander Wait, out there. What's what are the odds that he's wearing orange? Steve, are you wearing orange today? No, it is a gray shirt today. No orange. Whoa. Yeah, whoever, took the, whoever took yeah. the opposite color, whoever didn't take orange, won today. How are you doing, Steve? We've done your intros so, already. Yeah, you know, I'm all right. Just hanging out, enjoying my train ride. You still at so work? So the Buccaneers actually do yeah, have totally. gray and orange in their uniform, though. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, you guys just missed. I'll ask you guys. You guys got 30 seconds each. I'll start with Dre. Name me one quarterback wide receiver stack that you would say Garen put your money on for this year in fantasy um I would actually take uh Tom Brady's yards that I saw from <laughs> Vegas they they now they have him projected to throw for 4,099 yards he threw for 4,057 last year with one of the worst receiving cores in the NFL He's thrown for over 3,500 yards in 17 seasons. He's the only person who's done that. 4,099 is easy. So are you saying Brady Godwin or Brady? Who's the other guy over there? Brady Evans. Well, I, I, I see Brady throwing for over 4,099 yards. But not a Evans specific receiver. Oh, no, not to a specific receiver. I don't have that. Okay, so so Brady, O.J. Howard, then is your pick. Godwin. Take Godwin. Just <laughs> – I don't know. Godwin. I'll go Godwin. And I heard some like Gronk slander guys, so. on Bleacher Report today, Steve. You got to go see that. Dre, what's your God. pick? Dre sweating. Dre's gone. Who do you have, Dre? Who's your top quarterback wide receiver to pick up? Damn. We can hear you. We can hear you. Nope. Now you're on mute. It's my favorite part of the show. Steve, all right. He's gone. All right. We'll get his picks from when, when he comes back. He's dead. So we let me go ahead and round this off. He was going to be excited for this. Round one was brought to you by the Porteo Group. If you're a business looking to export or import products to and from Mexico, look no further than this group today. The Porteo works. The Porteo Group works with companies like Nestle, Colgate, L'Oreal, and many others. Find them on www.porteogroup.com and mention ITO for discounts and bargains for your company today. The Porteo Group, a Houston-based company, whoop, whoop, with over 30 years of experience for you. Uh, uh, and uh, that is who brought round one for you guys. Dre, I'm going to go back to you real quick. Wide receiver quarterback duo, who do you pick? Nope. All right, we'll go to round Weird. two. Which is they a- put my cam. I can't hear you. Okay, give us, give us your combo. Uh, of what? If I put my cam, I can't hear you, so I've got to do it audio. So quarterback, wide receiver duo. For fantasy football? Uh Uh-huh. What's your top one? Holy shit. (laughs) Uh, Kyler and Hopkins. Kyler and Hopkins. All right. We had one other person say that. Who was the other person I mentioned? Miles? Oh, Kenny? Yeah. We had two people. No, two people. Can Look you at do? That, can you do tight ends? Are, are they allowed? 
No, we didn't say tight ends. Would you say Mahomes, Kelsey, though? I'll go Mahomes to Kelsey. That's allowed. Yep, I'll, I'll let you have that one. Let's go into round two. Listen for the sound of the bell after this commercial break. And I lost, lost it all. I can't. I'm... Before we start round two on the Sport Jeans Into the Lap podcast, we'd like to remind any listeners that if you play basketball and you are from the ages of 8 to 18 in the Rio Grande Valley, check out Triple Double Basketball Academy, one of the premier programs in Texas located at the center of the RGV in Harlingen, Texas. Find your young basketball pros practicing ball handling techniques, proper shooting forms, learning strength and conditioning techniques, and gain unmatchable experience with elite state tournament play. Follow on Facebook or visit www.tripledoublebasketballacademy.org. Triple Double Basketball Academy, where each basketball player grows no matter what. Round two, weekly pick'em and game outlooks. Here you, fucking Indonesian internet. <laughs> I can't hear. I can't hear a thing. Can you hear us now, Dre? All right, there we go. All right, round two is going to be our home and home trivia. If Nobody you're was still with. There, by the way. If you're still with us for tonight's featured in for entertainment, trust me, bragging rights are on the line. We have the good old boys fantasy football uh, analysts here with us today going up against our ITL group, which is going to be Miles and Paul. And this is going to be a fun one is I'm going to throw some wing dingers in there. Let's go over the ground rules of how trivia works. You'll get a question. You'll have multiple choices and five seconds to answer it. Both teams get to answer the question. All right, there's a tiebreaker at the end. We have prepped for that, unlike past weeks. And uh, Steve and all the other sports scientists will be watching your screens for any cheating. So no, no computer usage, no phone usage. Miles likes to turn off his camera sometimes, so we're going to force that camera to stay on. And we're going to do ITL I versus... I never once turned my camera off. What is this slander? <laughs> I know, I'm just teasing. All right, ITL versus good old boys. Here we go. Question one. What player has had the best fantasy football season ever? A, Patrick Mahomes. B, Christian McCaffrey. C, LaDainian Tomlinson. D, Marshall Falk. We start with ITL. Best season ever? Mm-hmm. Ooh, it's either – it's, uh, it's got to be Mahomes because running backs don't get points like that. It's Mahomes. Yeah, yeah, I said Mahomes. ITL's going with Mahomes. Good old boys. C-Mac. Yeah, I'd say CMC, too. They are going Christian McCaffrey. You would both be wrong. It is actually LaDainian Tomlinson with the most fantasy football points ever in a season. Yep, that is the correct one. A bonus point, though, is offered on question one. Doesn't happen often. Who is in second? I'll let ITL go first. Mahomes. Yeah. That's for sure. We're just going to keep sticking with it. They're going Mahomes to the end. Good old boys. Should we just stick with uh, uh, stick with McCaffrey? Go stick with our original. And the second place one is Christian McCaffrey. And good old uh, boys jumps uh, up one zero after question one. Is this some one. PPR bullshit? <laughs> no, no PPR standard league. Quite, quite, uh, quite shocking. Man, All right. standard league scoring. Come Who on. Plays standard. Question yeah, two: How many bad. points did Patrick Mahomes score in his historic first season as a starter? PPR. A. 
400. That doesn't matter for a quarterback. 400, 417.1, 440.3, 400, 429.5. And I was being facetious, Miles. <laughs> Wait, can you? Uh, it, start, it starts. It, it, it starts with good old boys. Here are your options again: 417.1, 440.3. 400, 429.5. Kevin, what you thinking? Seven. It's the 17 or 25. Let's go with the 25 then. The clarification, there's a 429.5. Oh, that's what I meant. Sorry. Yes, yes, sorry. All right, they are going with D, ITL. Uh, can you give us the options again? <laughs> 417.1, 440.3. 400, 429.5. I can see they're 440 or 417. I'll let you pick between those two, Paul. I, I had the 440.3 in my head for some reason when he read it off. So let's go I'll with go that. With, yeah, let's go with the Perfect. 440. The correct answer is 417.1. So no points for either team in this one. And both of y'all had that in your – both of y'all were there, though. Both of y'all were there. Trust me, it gets better. Question number three. Who led IDP in fantasy football in, tw in 2019? A, Corey Littleton. B, Bobby Wagner. C, Jordan Hicks. D, Joe Schober. I'll start with ITL. Uh, no, you're wrong. It's Jordan Hicks. <laughs> Need an okay, go with it. Go with it, Miles. Go with it. All right, going with Jordan Hicks for ITL. Good old boys. See, I'm thinking think, it's uh, think, Schobert, but I could be wrong on that. I'll go Schobert. I like that. Going with Schobert for good old boys. ITL has locked it up at one. Jordan Hicks is the correct answer for question number three. And we're in a, a nail biter here research. as we go into number four. Let's talk bus. In 2014, this running back is in the talks of being one of the biggest busts in fantasy football history. A, Chris Johnson. B, Lamar Miller, C, Zach Stacy, or D, Felix Jones? And we start with the good old boys. Zach Stacy. I'll, right. I'll roll with that. ITL. Paul, I think you'd be a little more well-versed in this than me. I don't even – I can't even remember four, 14 minutes ago, Miles, anymore. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, so, wait, what were, the, what were the last two guys? Stacy and who? Felix Jones. Okay. Well, I don't think it's Lamar Miller because I don't even think Lamar Miller's in the league yet, or it might have been like his rookie year. Yeah. Definitely, I don't think it was CJ2K because CJ2K probably was. I don't know she's he was playing around then, but I don't know if like he would have been. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Two seconds. Well, who's the last guy? Felix Jones. Oh God. It's 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 probably Thanks. Zach States or Felix Jones. I've never heard of those guys. You Need pass. An yeah, go Felix Jones. They are going Felix Jones. It is Zach Stacy, and good old boys jumps ahead by one, two to one. Good old boys over ITL. Let's keep it on. The, let's keep the bus train going. And question number five: In 2017, this wide receiver convinced the world he was a number one receiver, but ended up being the number one bench option. A. Amari Cooper. B. Marvin Jones Jr. C. AJ Green. Or D. Terrell Pryor. And we'll start with ITL. Terrell Pryor. 
But what? No, I think. But was seventeen his good year, or was it the year after his good year? It's got to be like the year after his good year. I mean, that's it's been three years. He went with the Jets and the. He had Two one seconds. more Redskins. Sure. Sure. Prior. prior, let's go with prior. ITL banking on Terrell Pryor. Good old boys. One more time with the options. You have Amari Cooper, Marvin Jones Jr., AJ Green, or Terrell Pryor. It's either because Green was hurt or it is prior. I think it's prior. No, nah, Green was healthy in 17. He was out 18 and 19. All right, then it was prior. Both All prior. right, both banking on prior as most did in 2017 and were very upset. Terrell Pryor is the answer, and that puts our score at ITL 3, good old boys 2 at the halfway point. Good old boys 3, ITL 2. At the halfway point, that's where the egg gets on my face again. All right, number six, keeping scores difficult. Which tight end has scored the most points all time? A, Jimmy Graham. B, Travis Kelsey. C, Rob Gronkowski. Or D, Tony Gonzalez. I start this one with good old boys. <laughs> I'm glad there's no Antonio Gates as an option. No <laughs> It's, oh, I think it's Gonzalez. Gronk missed so much time there intermittently. He had three great seasons and then three okay ones. Like, I think it was Gonzalez. Yeah. Yeah, I'm good with that. ITL. That's where I'm at, Miles. I feel the exact same way Kevin does. But, I mean, like, you got to you gotta remember that, like, those seasons weren't just good. They were great. I, right. I, but it was I just consistently over time with Gonzalez. I, I'm gonna I look. I've guessed wrong every single time, Miles. So, I'll, I'll let's go with Gronk here. I'm pretty sold with Gronk. ITL going with Gronk as well as Steve Reisner. In his mind, he is all about Gronk right now, and they would be all about correct. So Gronkowski is the all-time point scorer, and it's by a very slim margin, but he did get it. That that knocks us up, correct? Three and three yeah. as ITL and Good Old Boys heads to the latter half of this. Trivia session. All right. In 2012, this was the best quarterback-wide receiver combo for fantasy football. A, Drew Brees, Marquise Colston. B, Matt Ryan, Roddy White. C, Andrew Luck, Reggie Wayne. Or D, Matt Ryan, Julio Jones. And this one starts with ITL. Those are right up your alley, Miles. I mean – I was mean, Julio. 12, I'm thinking not Julio. What that would be Julio is either his first or second year. Second year. But I don't think it would have been Julio. It would have been Roddy White if it would be anyone. But I don't think it was those. Then again, the Falcons went all the way to the, the conference championship. Right. Two seconds. What was the third option? Andrew Luck, Reggie Wayne. Luck went off that year. Like Luck was insane as rookie year. I'm thinking yeah. Luck Wayne. All right, we're going Luck Wayne. ITL goes Luck and Wayne, just like Indianapolis did. Good old boys. How are you feeling? One more time with the options real quick. Absolutely. Drew Brees, Marquise Colston, Matt Ryan, Roddy White, Andrew Luck, Reggie Wayne, Matt Ryan, Julio Jones. I believe 2012, Matt Ryan finished second overall. In I think it was Roddy. I think, it was, I think, with, so I think it was him and Roddy. Yeah, that's where I'm going. That's where I was going, too. Lock Actual it in. Actual retail price for 2012 was Drew Brees and Marquise Colston. You would both be wrong in this one, but I'm going to give you a chance for a bonus point. Screw me again. Who 
was who yeah. was who was second that year? I'll start with ITL. Man, I, if it, if Colston and Breeze were Five first, seconds. I don't. You know what? I, I don't think it was luck and win. That let's go Ryan and let's go Ryan and Jones. Ryan and Jones. I'll agree with him. All right, lock it in. ITL going Ryan and Jones. Miles hoping his guy comes out on top here. Good old boys. What are you guys feeling for who was second best in 2012? I think we sit Pat D. Yep, that's where I'm at too. I, I, I know Matt Ryan had a terrific season that year, and I don't think the transition had happened over from Roddy to Julio yet. So we're going we're gonna to stand Pat. And good old boys will take the lead with Ryan and Roddy White right wow. there. They go. They pull ahead 4-3. And uh, Kevin is feeling it, posting his Georgia shirt all over the screen. <laughs> Ladies, beware. Ladies, beware. Ladies, no, question, beware. No, question number eight. How many receivers had more than 150 targets in the 2019 season? A, three. B, four. C, seven. D, five. I start with good old boys. You know, Julio got it. You know, Julio was up there. You know, DeAndre was up there. You know that Thomas was up there. So minimum three. I think there's a fourth that we're not thinking of. I think uh, think Edelman was up there as well, right at that 150 mark. Eh, Four. I'll sit on that. That's tough. Was Was that one of the options, four? Nope. Oh, yes, it was B. Okay, we'll go with B. All right. Good old boys. He said with nope B. means that was the wrong answer. <laughs> 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 I, I Change TL. answer. Change ITL. answer. <laughs> ITL now. Three fours. The question is, how many, how many receivers had more than 150 targets in the 2019 season? Wide receivers. Wide receivers. A, three. B, four. C, Seven, D five. hundred and fifty targets, receivers, correct? correct? Just wide receivers. Got you. Okay, well, I'm gonna go with, five seconds. I'm gonna just go with three miles. Oh wait, can you list the the, op- the options again? Three, four, five, and seven. Five. I'm Is that your final answer? Wait, what did you say? You said three? Yeah. Let's go in between. Let's go four. Okay. So both teams going with four. You guys think you're pros or something. The answer is actually five. Five receivers had more than 150 uh, targets last season. So I'm going to give you a chance for a bonus point. Can you name me all five receivers? I'll start with good old boys. Michael Thomas, DeAndre Hopkins, Julio Jones. You think it was Edelman, Derek? I can't hear a damn thing you're saying. <laughs> but now, can you hear me now? Barely. Like, like you're a very talking. This is you're down a cave or something. I don't know what's going on with that. So, um, <laughs> those four. Julio Thomas. Five seconds. Edelman. Who's the fifth? I can't hear shit he's saying. So we are going to say uh, Devontae Adams. All right. 
We'll start. Go with Keenan Allen. So you want Keenan Allen over Devontae Adams? Sure. Okay. So uh, we've locked in the good old boys. ITO, what are your five? I got this. I got this. Believe in me. I got Antonio you. Brown, Devontae Adams. No, no, not Antonio Young Brown. Brown. Yes, Antonio Brown. Not last year. No, this is 2018, is it not? 2019. 19. Oh, this is 2019. Oh, Christ. Oh. Now you want me to have faith in you. You're talking about Antonio Brown. Five well, seconds. Fuck. Well, fuck. Wasn't the question before 2018? Nope. No. Oh, well, what the <laughs> fuck? So I was just guessing on 2018 Julio. numbers and I was right. Okay, um, Thomas, uh, fucking Jones, uh, Parker, uh, Hopkins, and uh, Cooper Cup. No, Edelman. Edelman's up there. I need I need a final five from you guys. Two seconds. It's taking much longer than I thought it would. Yeah. <laughs> well, fuck. I have my numbers wrong. Um, no, no, no. I mean, are you sure about Edelman? Yes. Okay. Who who are we taking Edelman out for? Parker. Parker was the only one. That was Miami. a long two Take seconds. Out- Take out Cooper. Take out Cooper. Take him. Yeah, Cooper, yeah, Cooper Cup for sure. Take him out. Yeah. There you go. There you go. All right. Actually, so Devontae... before you go, before you go, I I think I've actually got it. No, we can't. Can we... Take... Oh, we can't switch it. Okay. Can't, can't switch it. But right. Devonte Adams is wrong. Devonte Parker right. is wrong. It is right. Michael Thomas, Julio Jones, yes. Allen Robinson, Julian oh. Edelman, DeAndre oh. Hopkins. Oh. Kind of floated that Allen Robinson earlier yeah. in your minds, but nobody nobody took it. That's okay. The score remains. Somebody remind me that's watching four on this. Three for four, three four to three. And so we go into question number nine. And I told you, you go too long between the score. I'm not going to remember that. Which team – I'm sorry. Let me rephrase this. Which team has led the league in rushing titles all time? A, the Dallas Cowboys, B, the Cleveland Browns, C, the Houston Oilers, or D, the Chicago Bears. We start with ITL. Talking all-time fantasy or all-time, all-time? All-time, all-time. Fuck, that's not a fantasy question. (laughs) i got to separate the the men and the boys. I'm going to say Dallas just because, I mean, you figured Yeah, Dallas has had Zeke, freaking Dorsett, fucking motherfucker, Emmett Smith. (laughs) Yeah, Emmett Smith. Yeah, Dallas. the Cowboys. All right, ITL going Dallas Cowboys. Good old boys. Now, are you talking uh, Super Bowl era NFL, or are you talking all the way back to, like, the 1920s? Super Bowl era NFL. Okay. Damn, it probably is the Cowboys. Yeah, they've, they've, they they had DeMarco Murray win it there one year, yeah, didn't they? Yeah, All yeah. the Emmett yep, Zeke won it a couple. Emmett was right there. I mean, I yeah, I would go with the with the Cowboys then. <laughs> Bless you. Bless you. Thank you. No problem. So you're locking in the Cowboys as well? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Lock it in. It is the Dallas Cowboys. You both get oh, a great. point there with seven since the Super Bowl era. Let me ask you guys, all time, who leads NFL rushing titles? Cleveland Browns. That's what I'm going to say. Okay. Good old boys jumps ahead with that one. (laughs) ITL? Yeah. I'll just throw that out there, but. Like, did Darren Brown lead it himself seven times? Yeah. 
yeah, Jim Brown was a stud. But but also don't forget, before the Super Bowl era, didn't the Cowboys also they were still a really good team. They might have gotten a couple up on the Browns plus Super Bowl era. I don't know, you make the call on this one. You're the historian. <laughs> oh god. I say either Cowboys or Browns. Yeah. Let's just roll with the Cowboys again. I, I whatever. Let's roll with the Cowboys again. All right, ITL goes Cowboys. Good old boys going Cleveland Browns. And if it's Brown, you flush it down. It is a Cleveland Browns with 11 rushing titles all time. So the good old boys end up getting two points on that question. Fucking and ITL with one point. Years did who, fucking Brown lead the league. Jesus who was, who was leading into that question? Do we know? Uh, we were. They, you guys were. So it's now six to four going into the final yeah. question. Yeah. Something like that. ITL praying for a miracle. Luckily, this question is worth three points as we go into the tenth and final question. So good luck to the good old boys. Good luck to ITL. Since Damian Williams has opted out of the 2020 season, what is the ADP of Clyde Edwards Hilaire in ESPN fantasy drafts? A second round eleventh pick. B first round ninth pick. C second round first pick. Or D, first round six pick. I start with ITL. Is there any way you can opt this to fantasy or good old fantasy to start? Uh, it, 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 All right, can you relist the things again? Because I already forget. <laughs> yep, so uh, second round 11th pick, first round ninth pick, second round first pick, or first round six pick. <laughs> Five seconds. Wait, 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 wait. There's a difference here. Is this a, is this PPR or standard? At this uh, point, it, at this point, yeah. it, it's too high to even matter. But let, let's just yeah. let's just yeah. play PPR. Yeah. Fuck! I forgot the options. First, first, <laughs> first pick of the second round. First pick of the second round. Uh, what well, well, all four options again? I keep fucking forgetting. Second round, eleventh pick. First round ninth pick, second round first pick, or first round sixth pick? I'm going to say f- first round sixth pick. Holy fuck. I, it better not be there. We'll it's go one nine. Pick. You go there. Go. So what's the so final answer, ITO? He said one six. One six are for ITO. Are we banking on that? I'm one not six. banking on it. <laughs> all right sounds like you are we're going 1.6 one six for itl all right good old boys 1.9 hang on hang on hang on kevin before we submit i just want to pose this out there because i agree with you it's 1.9 but we could say 1.6 lock it in and they would uh there's no chance they can win so we go game time's like scummy. kissing your sister get out of here it's 1. <laughs> <laughs> oh, i like the 1.9 they are going 1.9 actual retail price for the final question. Clyde Edwards Hilaire is at a stellar first round pick. I mean, first round ninth pick in Fuck. ADP. And that solidifies the win for the good old boys. Good and at job, this bro. point, that is a fantastic win. Let me go ahead and give the mic over to Derek first. How do you feel getting first place in ITL's home and home trivia? You know, I, it was a strong effort on both, uh, on both parts there. I know Kevin brought his A game. I brought my A game. And, and uh, you know, the, uh, the ITL guys definitely brought their A game. So it was a, 
you know, feel really good about uh, about a team effort here. I don't know about that. Me and Paul got so many fucking questions wrong. <laughs> oh, crazy. I was like, hey, Paul, you guessed it, and you got it wrong. Paul's like, hey, you guessed it, and I got it wrong. Yeah, terrible. That's okay. How about you, Kevin? You, you seem to be on cloud nine over there. You got your trophy and your win. How are you feeling? Oh, I've, it's nice to know that I can prove what I'm actually talking about, so that's a plus. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. So it, 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 it does kind of reaffirm that, you know, some of the – downtime and and hours that i spend diving into some of these numbers are, are actually sticking between my ears so i'll take it that's a win all the way around miles paul you guys came into a second place finish here out of two how are you guys feeling and i blame uh donald trump this <laughs> uh, canadian he's, uh he's corrupting football with uh, his comments and it's not making me think straight um, I'm sure that's the reason why and not anything else that could possibly be happening. <laughs> Makes sense, Miles. You're on the same page. I'm glad, I'm glad you're going to college. Paul, what about you? Uh, no, just tip of the cap, boys. Good job. I listen to your show a good bit on my ride into work. Uh, love what you guys are doing. Um, it was just fun having, you know, football talk back and uh, great win, guys. Awesome. Awesome. Well, congratulations to the good old boys. They take the fantasy for the first, this might be the first or second fantasy football trivia for home and home, but congratulations guys. We expect a rematch soon and then we'll be back on your show as well. Uh, we'll give you guys those one liners and sign offs in just a minute. We're going to have Steve rock us to sleep with triple T's in round three in just a moment. Um, if you felt like you could beat us in trivia right now, you probably feel really good about it. Go ahead and put hashtag sports can. <laughs> hashtag ELM or go to one of our podcast uh, posts and put hashtag ELM. That gets you a spot on this trivia and then we'll reach out um, next week as the NBA playoffs begin. We'll have our NBA Jersey chance for any of our labsters or listeners that are out there. So go ahead and comment hashtag ELM on this post, or if you're watching live, put it on the live feed and then you'll put your name into that drawing. Our featured trivia segment is brought to you by Taquito Express down in the beautiful Brownsville, Texas, where you can get all-you-can-eat tacos for $7.99. Mention ITL today for 10% off your order. We're going to be back with Triple T's with Steve. That's terrible Twitter takes with Steve right after this commercial. Welcome to Alamo City. Or is it the Military City? Or is it the Riverwalk City? What in the world do you call San Antonio? You can find all the greatest and latest information on SATX Rated, proud sponsor of the Into the Lab podcast, and a big partner when it comes to finding your way around San Antonio, Texas. Go find SATX Rated on all major social platforms. Follow them, like them, share them. They're here for you. SATX Rated, find out what San Antonio is made of. Round three, what's cooking in the lab? We're back with our final segment, and that's going to be with Steve. Steve, rock us to sleep with some humor. Uh, all right, so I'm not overly prepared today because I'm um, really a busy guy. But uh, so I do have um, Paul. You you saw this uh, genius the other day. Um, we had a Steelers fan that was telling us that the uh, Steelers historically own Tom Brady in the playoffs. Um. Tom Brady is eight and two all time against Pittsburgh, including three and zero 
in the playoffs. So I don't actually know what this guy was referring to. He also told me that there's video evidence from Deflategate of Belichick and Brady deflating the balls themselves. And just, I, I want to see this video because I feel like I would have, Feel like I would have seen that at some point. I don't know. Just, just a hunch. I might have. I might have come across that at some point. Uh, next, I have someone who told me that uh, George Kittle is already a better tight end than Gronk all time because Gronk wasn't good at blocking or breaking tackles. I, I just I, I don't know. Maybe there will. Maybe they're watching somebody else and they thought it was Gronk. I, I don't know. If we're going to say that Gronk couldn't block or, or break tackles, then I'm, I, I'm really not sure we're talking about the same guy anymore. I, I don't know. I actually watch sports. That's, and why, he went, then, that's why he went to wrestling. Yeah, yeah, because he, he, couldn't, he couldn't break tackles. God. And then um, – my last take, I have uh, Mr. Ben Volen of the Boston Globe once again um, writing fantasy articles about Bill Belichick getting COVID-19 and what he thinks will happen. And he really seems to want the head coach of the Patriots to get the coronavirus. It's kind of weird to me. So ben Volen, you suck. Tag Ben Volen on this. Oh, and and oh, at Boston NBC, you fight Abby Chin and not Tom Curran. You're a disgrace. There you go. Triple T's with Steve came out with an extra one tonight. Steve is salty, and that that was our final <laughs> segment. And that was brought to you by Aquamarine Diving. You saw Dre with his shirt on. You could have that shirt if you flew over to Bali, Indonesia. <laughs> Trust me, they are Corona free right now. They brag about it. That is correct. So once you get to Bali, call Dre. He'll set you up with the living facilities. But you can get a package deal there at Aquamarine Diving. Uh, just uh, use Into the Lab in your promo code. That gets you 20% off today. Some sun, some water. Look at the extraordinary marine wildlife for cheap. Aquamarine Diving can be found at aquamarinediving.com or on Facebook under the same name. And trust me, they have a really cool post right now. They have, like, this furry-looking flounder. Go take, go check it out. Dre is all about that place. And so with that being said, that goes to our final sign-off, which is where you can find all of these wonderful sports scientists and all of our wonderful guests. And I'm going to start this off with Kenny. Kenny, tell the people where they can find you on your one-liner. You can find me on Twitter at Shooters underscore pod. Uh, also on the Blue Collar Media Group website www.bluecollarmg.com slash shooter shoot. Uh, same on Instagram as well. I almost had a stroke when Miles said uh, Antonio Brown during that trivia. So uh, I'm glad that hey, my vitals Kenny, are right before, right before he said, trust me, I got this. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm rather ashamed to say that I've had him on my show and called him my fantasy football expert. So I'll be putting out an ad. I those that would like to come and join me help one it help one it thank you kenny i appreciate that josh where can the people find you in your one-liner uh, yeah, you can find me it's on twitter it's at josh elliott nine that's elliott e-l-l-i-o-one-t one t uh <laughs> no yeah thanks for having me again guys fuck i have so much fun every time i come on here i can't wait to come on here again uh yankees fuck, i think they lost today and that's always a good day in my book so 
<laughs> That's a good sign of Derek. Talk to us about the good old boys. Well, the, uh, you know, Kevin and I are part of the good old boys. Alex couldn't make it tonight. He had the J O B, but, uh, you can follow us. We've got a YouTube channel, the good old boys, fantasy football podcast channel, as well as we're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at good old boys FF. Awesome. Good stuff coming out of there. I'm on this week's episode. So go give them a listen. They deserve it. Kevin, talk to us some more. Uh, that's about it check it out we got a whole <laughs> but seriously we, we got a whole slew of episodes we just got done breaking down every single team uh from a fantasy element right so we took it and broke it down by position and and what we think of each player and their fantasy relevance so if if you're you know debating between a couple different guys Derek's been great enough to cut it up into some individual players so uh check it out there's there's content for everyone at all fantasy levels but uh it, it's worth a listen Absolutely. I realize nobody said Watson Cooks, and I'm going to bring it up again that every time Brandon Cooks is traded to another team, they make the Super Bowl. All right, Steve Reisner, give us your sign-off. Um, follow www.bluecollarmg.com. I don't know. Kenny, already took it. Fucking Canadian. <laughs> and Canadian hostility. Like, no for it. We're polite. We make sure. maple syrup. Like, get off my ass. Ouch. Ouch. And you still haven't sent me a bottle of maple syrup, Kenny. And he becomes a partner of the show. Paul. <laughs> we got you again on mute. Fuck this fucking mute button. <laughs> anyway, uh, just like Gurner said, get in this contest next week. We're giving away that NBA jersey. We love giving away stuff on here. Um, that's why we're here. You know, get the community together. Give the good old boys a follow, a listen. They're definitely worth it. These guys are great. They have fun doing it. Um, and check out bluecollarmedia.com. Uh, and check out our new Instagram page. Uh, we're always running contests, gift card giveaways, uh, sponsor giveaways, um, anything that you can want. If you want to get on the show, get a hold of us. You can hit me up at Twitter, at SteelCurtainPEH. Um, I also have a podcast with my brother, The Puckleheads. Uh, the Puckleheads. So, Give that a listen if you can, and uh, just take care of each other out there. There's a lot of weird going on out there, but just take care of each other and be a good human. Awesome. That's a good sign-off there, Just Paul. And I'll go ahead and end tonight's segment and show with a good sign-off here. Next week, we have Aliyah Funchell coming on and get doing our hot debates on major sports comparisons. I'm talking about Tatum-Simmons debate. Jordan, LeBron debate. I mean, we are going on all the biggest debate takes and picking a side. Kenny already has those eyes. Trust me, you're going to have them again next week. And then we have our watch-along party where we go and watch some of the greatest NFL games of all time next Saturday. And so keep a lookout for those posts. Join us. We'll be having a debate, talking about who we think is going to do great. Just kidding. We already know. But having those fun conversations on why it was such a great game. So join us there. Don't forget, watch the BCMG stream team tomorrow. And just to mimic Paul, take care of each other. Be there for each other. These coronavirus, these coronavirus times are tough. Hopefully we have an NFL season. You guys have a great night. On behalf of good old boys, Into the Lab, and Blue Collar Media Group, have a great weekend, everybody. You've been listening to analysis from around the NFL and NBA on the Sports Genes Into the Lab podcast. Send your questions on www.thesportgene.com or on the Anchor app, and follow the Sports Gene on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Overtime Heroics today.